0: Have you ever taken your whole house across the border? That's basically what we did when we took our Airstream from the U.S. to Canada.
1: You're listening to Travel FOMO, a podcast for people self-diagnosed with wanderlust.
0: Welcome to the Travel FOMO podcast. My name is Hilary Halton, and I am here with my husband and the one I love crossing country borders with. It's
1: a good time, eh?
0: (laughs) I did not know you were going to say that. (laughs) I was like, I don't even know what you just said. (laughs) Oh my goodness. This was really fun because we had been in Europe for a while. We are now RVing in the US and it was fun to like get to go to another country again and experience something kind of foreign.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun to have that feeling back of like outside the U.S. I don't quite know yeah all the particulars like we're gonna have to figure this out
0: yes yeah. and just discovering new places it's mm. just like ongoing fun for us. And um, in this instance, we were headed from Glacier National Park to into Canada and to Banff, Mm -hmm. um, which was one that we just kept seeing pictures of. And it's a a Canadian national park and uh, really beautiful. The thing that we found really interesting was that it's Banff is a city. Yes. It's a town and Mm -hmm. it is also a national park. So. Right. Two different things, um, <laughs> but uh, you'll hear it sometimes referenced by people, in, and it could mean either of those things, so that's yeah. kind of good to know, and both of them are in the Canadian province of Alberta, and so this was our first time both of us to be in Canada Mm -hmm. which was uh really fun and the town actually really surprised us because we loved the town of Banff and loved the amazing views that we kept seeing like literally every direction you would look you just like look around and be like that's beautiful oh my gosh that's gorgeous wow that's so pretty Mm -hmm. it felt like being in a little a beautiful mountain town Kind of at the bottom of a, like a ski resort, kind of.
1: Yeah. It's yeah, beautiful everywhere everywhere views
0: loved it um there's actually a bus system there called rome and they do free bus bus rides down into town and so there was a point where we were staying in a campground near there and it only cost us like 2 bucks to get from the campground into town <laughs> yeah it was great which we loved it yeah and um it, it was just a great area um incredible views from every angle one of the most beautiful mountain towns i think i've been to in north america for sure
1: yeah Yeah, for
0: sure. Um, And I even feel like I've been to a lot in the Rocky Mountains just because my family grew up snow skiing. And still, it was like it just took my breath away. Oh, my gosh. Um, We one of the things that we also did while we were in that town was we got to enjoy something called beaver tails, (laughs) which is (laughs) like this dessert that they make Mm -hmm. kind of like a. would you call it kind of like a funnel cake?
1: It's like a funnel cake, only it's like one big piece. Yes. And it's flat. It looks like a beaver tail. Yes. Very original. Uh-huh. But yeah, it it's that same kind of funnel cake
0: material, yes. I guess. And yeah. they like put all kinds of different um, toppings on it. So you might get Reese's Pieces or maple syrup or whatever. But that's like, it's a thing. If you're there, if you are in Canada, you should get a beaver tail. Yeah, and if
1: you want to see what one looks like, you can go over to our YouTube channel and check out uh, the YouTube video for this week. We, uh, you know, we tried one so that we could tell you what it's like.
0: Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Just doing a service. You're welcome, guys. You're (laughs) welcome. But won't you tell everyone about the National Park Banff?
1: Yes, so that's all the town of Banff. And the National Park of Banff is just this incredibly beautiful Beautiful place. Um, it is Canada's oldest national park, so their very first national park it was established in 1885. It is actually a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Um, the Canadian Pacific Railway ran through Banff and played a big part of establishing Banff. Like once that railway was set up, it was kind of like, okay, we have a way to like bring people to this really beautiful place to see this national park and sort of establish this this town. Um, you can still ride that train through the mountains. Um, it's just so untouched. And if you think about like how early they got to it and said, you know, in 1885, they're like, okay, we, we have to protect this land. And it's been that way, you know, since then. So it's, uh, just amazing. It's very, very remote. A lot of people go to like snow ski and things like that. Um, think there was like when the winter olympics were in calgary which is like 100 miles away a lot of the skiing was done there in in banff and a lot of people will fly to calgary and drive over to snow ski uh, we drove from montana up just an absolutely beautiful drive uh through some some of the other national parks uh, there's soho and Kootenay. And then to the north is Jasper, which we ended up driving through that as well. Um, An amazing, amazing place. I could not recommend going more. Um, It was, in my opinion, the closest thing that we saw to, like, the Swiss Alps in our North America travels. Like, this had to be the most comparable. The Canadian National Park System allows you to buy daily passes, um, and they're good for any park. So you can, if you know where all you're going at the beginning of your trip, when you make your first stop to enter one of the parks, you can just tell them what all you're wanting to do and what days and they can get you the right pass um, so that you can do all the things you want to do, which is really convenient and nice because then you just have the pass and you don't have to pay anymore. You're good to go. Yeah. Um. So that that's really a good job by the Canadians.
0: Way to go, guys. That's <laughs> right. But I will say it's insane to try to get a reservation It was to Banff. Like, oh, my gosh. We ended up camping in two different locations within this park. Um, we camped at Lake Louise and we camped at Tunnel Mountain. But that wasn't really the plan. Right. Originally, we thought we would just camp at Lake Louise, but we ended up, I mean, okay, so here's what it looked like, guys. Me trying to get reservations. It's like... Uh, March, Yeah, I think it was March. So yeah. we were giving ourselves like we were getting online the minute we they were going to allow us to get online to make a reservation. And so we had to look up when that was going to be. And on that day, I was working from home that day. I'll never forget. And I had my work computer going. But then I had like my personal computer going and <laughs> I was waiting for them to open up reservations. And I did it the second it went live and i was still the 23rd thousandth 23, person 23,000 people in line in front of me <laughs> and um i ended up waiting around about an hour before i could even get into the website mm. um that was insane i could not believe that and we'd been booking other national parks in america so I was familiar with this process of booking reservations and how, you know, people were totally into national parks right now, but I had not experienced something like that to see yeah. that. I remember getting down to like being the 8,000th person and thinking like, wow, <laughs> Progress. this is really great. <laughs> There's only 8,000 people in front of me. Um, but it still, it worked like clockwork, even though it was, there was a ton of people before me. It really worked. And everything, it was just like I had read about, like, it's going to, there's going to be a ton of people in front of you. Um, Just stay on the site and it'll eventually be your turn. And sure enough, like everything, their website worked just fine. Um, But we weren't able to get all five nights in one site. We had to do a little bit of both.
1: Yeah, we had to kind of move around. Uh, We started out at Lake Louise um, and I think we were there three nights. Um, It was electric only, which is kind of a bummer. Um, yeah but uh, but it was still very, very scenic, beautiful, beautiful, and firewood was included, which I thought was yeah. cool, like they just had this massive stack of firewood at the front of the parking, and it was like, yeah, you just go go get you some firewood,
0: which is really nice because we couldn't bring firewood from anywhere else.
1: Right. We couldn't bring it from outside the US, like into Canada. So
0: Or anywhere from Canada, right? Like Canada right. didn't want you to like disseminate fire whatever across their country.
1: Right. yeah right. Yeah. You're not supposed to take any from place to place. Yeah. So having it there was really nice. Um we were super conveniently located to Lake Louise and Lake Moraine, um, to do the hikes there. Um there are other accommodations. There's like uh, Fairmont uh, Chateau and Deer Lodge that are at Lake Louise as well. and they're right at the right at the lake, like right at the trailheads. Um, so if you're not RVing, there there are spots for you to stay too. There is a shuttle that kind of runs around that area and will get you places. I think it's like ten dollars a person. one way yeah one way so it's pretty expensive um but paying to park is also expensive so you just kind of have to weigh that out for yourself (laughs) um but it uh it was really really pretty i remember like just being able to sit there outside the rv and just look up at these beautiful mountains and and then the the lake louise area is is really where you want to go like that's that's those, all the pictures that you see of Banff, of, Banff mm-hmm. of like the blue water and the lake. That's Lake Louise that, that you're seeing. And yeah. So getting to stay there, I just felt really fortunate that we were able to get those reservations and, and get to spend those three nights there.
0: So we were crossing the border coming from the U.S. and we were a little nervous about going across the border for a couple of reasons. We'd never crossed over with an RV um actually I don't think I've ever driven across the American border ever.
1: Uh, no. I think I've always flown. Okay, so, yeah.
0: So you've never driven across the border either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's first time for both of us. Um we've never crossed over with an RV, which is different. Yeah. Um cuz you carry so many things in an RV. Yes. Um we'd never crossed over with a pet um or during covid <laughs> and at that time even vaccinated people could be re- randomly selected to test for covid when they were crossing the border so for us it was like just this uncertainty of like what's it going to look like we didn't know if we would have to test and if we tested positive we'd have to quarantine for 10 to 14 days could we do that in our rv what was that going to look like um it was crazy i was like a little worried about having to test and then even though we felt healthy, you know, you just know you heard all these stories about like people not knowing they had COVID, you know, right, I was like, yeah. of course, that would happen to us. And we'd had some really bad travel days. So in my head, I was like, this is going to be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Um we'd thrown away a lot of items um that we thought could be problems as we were crossing the border. Um I had some CBD oil, um we had some alcohol, a little bit more than was the maximum allowed. Don't judge guys. <laughs> <laughs> but then also just food. We had dairy food and meat and stuff like that that you you have to get rid of all of that stuff. You can't take that across the border. And if you're in an RV, if you live in an RV, chances are you have that stuff inside your vehicle um so we were also we gathered together a bunch of things like um weapons (laughs) weapons (laughs) like um well we did have some pocket knives you had empowered us for our our national park (laughs) Rolling stars (laughs) Um uh we we had some cigars, stuff like, you know, tobacco, um prescription drugs, um Maggie's vaccination records, our dog um her vaccination records, our COVID-19 vaccination cards, vehicle insurance. There's kind of a bunch of things you might need to show them and it's really good to get them all together. So we did. <laughs> no. I felt really prepared. <laughs> but still scared.
1: So were you anticipating I'll, in my mind, when I picture you anticipating us crossing the border, we were going to be taken into, like, a station and set under a light. Yeah. And, like.
0: Well, I thought they'd take Maggie away from us. Grilled. And then.
1: Tom what? Cruise would be yelling, you can't handle the truth at us. Like. <laughs>
0: Okay, so we had seen some horror stories, though, on YouTube of other people that were trying to cross the border with their vans or their RVs. And um, and it's not necessarily straightforward, as it sounds. Mm -hmm. So um, but I think what is more the more difficult piece of it is actually getting back into the US is what I think. Looking back, I'm like, I think that's really where the problem was. And the funny part is the people I'm thinking of are actually Canadian. So crossing that border I think is interesting too depending on if you're US or Canadian and which direction you're going but um won't you tell people what really happened the horror story <laughs>
1: Yeah <laughs> so we uh we drove up to the border and Hillary had diligently like prepared everything yes through the uh, they have a great app where you upload all your documents, like your passports and your pets' vaccination records and all those things. Um, So we got up, told them who we were, showed them our passports. Uh, We answered a couple questions about whether or not we had food or bales of drugs. And um, they opened the gate and they let us into Canada.
0: Mm -hmm. And did we get randomly selected? To no, test for COVID. We
1: weren't randomly selected. They did not uh, come into the RV. We weren't pulled into a station and questioned. Uh, we didn't have to give blood. No. And we were not waterboarded. No. Um, it's pretty successful. They just successful. Let us into
0: Canada. Thanks, Canada. You were really good to us. <laughs> what would you say to people, though, that are looking to cross over in their RV? To um to Canada. I
1: would just say make sure that you've done your research and know know the rules. Um, know the rules for what you can take into Canada and for what you can bring back into the US. Uh, because they're different and there are like limitations on certain things and so just be conscious of what you have with mm-hmm. you. Uh, you know, do take the time to do a little inventory of like what do I have and what am I taking. And that is, could
0: include like dog food. Yeah, like That's those, not that's um not sealed.
1: Right, yeah. And so there's there's restrictions around some stuff, so just look into the rules traveling with a pet always adds extra layers to it from vaccination records, things like that. Um if you are a full-time RVer, just recognize that it's a little more complicated. I feel like if you're leaving the U S and you're like, okay, I'm going on a road trip to Canada and you're not a full-time RVer, then you just don't put anything that's not supposed to go in your rig. Right. And you're fine. But if you're a full-time RVer, you got all kinds of stuff with you. That is your stuff that you have to carry all the time and stuff that you might not think about produce or CBD oils or firewoods, stuff like that dairy products. Mace. That, mace. I always carry yeah.
0: mace. And you're like, yeah, you can't bring that.
1: Right. Yeah. So just look into it. Look into it. Know the rules. The rules are constantly being updated. I feel like every time you go in an airport, it's a little bit different. And I feel like the border crossing could kind of be similar. Um, it was definitely for us because of COVID things are, you know, rapidly changing as far as what was required. So just look into it and if you know the rules and you're abiding by them, like everything's going to be great and fine. And just be friendly to the people, yeah, at the border and let them do their job and let you let them get you through safely.
0: Yeah. So one of my favorite hikes that we did in Banff, I would have to say would be when we started to we started out at Lake Louise and we ended up getting to discover a tea house. Yeah. Which I thought was awesome.
1: It was really cool and something that we didn't experience in the U.S. and honestly, I didn't know was a thing.
0: I did not know it was either, but it's really a thing there. Like it's not there's not just one tea house. There are multiple tea houses and is really funny because half the time I kept calling them a tree house. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because they're like up in the mountains and it just felt right to call it a treehouse. But you're like, it's not a tree house. It's a tea house, meaning they serve tea out of it. Um, it's kind of like an, like an old cabin in a way. Yeah. Um, but the one we went to was Lake Agnes tea house and you start at Lake Louise and which Lake Louise, just to reiterate what James said earlier, it's this beautiful blue Lake turquoise, blue, bright Turquoise Blue Lake, and it is one of the uh, very popular ones to visit while you're there. And so we started out there real early, um, think like seven a.m., which was pretty good for us at that point. Like,
1: yeah, yeah, like, it. Uh, we got up early. We had to pay. I think it was like thirteen dollars to park in the parking lot.
0: Very proud of that. I did my yes. research, and I was like, we are not going to pay twenty dollars to hop on a shuttle. And then $20 to hop on that shuttle to get back (laughs) when we could just pay $13 for a whole day of parking and get to park in a bunch of different parking lots at a bunch of different places. So I was really proud of that. You should really look into that (laughs) because the shuttle always sounds like it's a cheap option, but it's not in this instance. Yes. Uh,
1: The trail was really busy, even though it was early in the morning. One part of the trail was closed because there were grizzly bears on the trail, but there was a way to kind of get around or reconnect with the trail from another way. So we did that. It just took us a little bit longer and it was really this beautiful, beautiful hike. Um, The trees and and the mountains there are just a little different than, than they were in the U S we saw mirror Lake and little beehive were on the way to the Lake Agnes tea house and the tea house, once we finally got there, it's it's at really the top of a waterfall, which is kind of incredible. There's a lake that leads to this waterfall and right at the edge of it is the Lake Agnes Tea House. It's over a hundred years old. Um it's so remote that the staff that work there live there. So they like hike in. So crazy and stay. <laughs> it's, for their like their shift, it's
0: like, yeah, like you're hey, it's when's your shift? Oh, my shift starts on Sunday and ends on Saturday, <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, and the other crazy thing is it's so remote, there's no electricity and no water,
0: yeah. That's why.
1: So they take water from the lake and boil it to make the tea. They've got a little bit of solar that runs at like a few lights for them and stuff, but no real, like, no actual electricity. Um, The the tea houses were put in place in the early 20th century to attract, like, wealthy travelers to, like, get them to come out and do these hikes. High maintenance people. Yeah. (laughs) And they're great. We love them. Because we're high maintenance. (laughs) Um, (laughs) They, uh, once a year, a helicopter comes in and, like, stocks them up. So in the spring, like kind of when they open, because they close down for the winter, but kind of when they open in the spring, a helicopter comes in, brings them most of their supplies, and then everything else is packed in by either pack mules or by staff. And so, you're reporting for your shift, and you're having to bring up a, a, I guess a backpack full of tea and other yeah. like little stuff, but. Or milk.
0: Um, I mean, it's probably like yeah. a lot of dairy stuff. I bet it's like, yeah, we're going to need you to pick up like two gallons of milk and hike it up.
1: Right. Bring it up with you. Yeah. And they actually have like this cool little program where you can hike their trash down because all their trash has to be hiked out. And so you can volunteer to take some. And we did that. They gave us like a I think it was like a jug of molasses, like an empty jug
0: yeah. to
1: hike down. And so we we took it back out with us um it that program is called the like the tea house helpers yeah and there's cool. like a little hashtag so if you look it up on on instagram or whatever you can kind of see that but it was so cool to like get to stop in the middle of the hike and have some tea we had i think we had some like biscuits or oh i had I like, like an
0: apple crumble
1: that's right yeah it was really good and sit there and look at this beautiful beautiful lake in the Canadian mountains. Um, we continued down the trail uh, to Plain of Six Glaciers. Mm-hmm. And then that took us back down to Lake Louise. I think there's another tree house that we could have hiked to if we had wanted to go further. But at that point we were like, okay, we, we probably need to head back, make sure Maggie's okay and, and all that. But we hiked back down and we were essentially on the opposite side of the lake from where we started. And then there's a trail that just goes along the side of the lake. And we got to hike that back. And hiking that trail back, I remember, was really cool because the water is so blue. It's this turquoise blue, like, like nothing you've ever seen before. And there are people out there in these red canoes with the red Canadian flag on it, just paddling around out on this lake. And it's so still and calm. And I just remember seeing those red canoes out there and just being kind of in awe that that we were there and that we yeah. had just done this hike and that we had found our way to this waterfall where at the top of the waterfall there's a tea house where we had tea and the weather was just amazing the colors and the smells and the sights and like all of it just felt out of this world yeah it was such a, such a fun hike.
0: Did you feel like there was any, I just felt like there was a lot of people. Yeah. It was very heavily trafficked from the very beginning. We started at like 7 a.m. and it was like tons of people. You were never alone on the trail. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you came back down, it was really, really densely populated with people. So many international travels, people speaking so many different languages, which I loved. And it felt so different from American national parks, Um, even though you you do get a little bit of that in American national parks. But I just thought that was like, whoa. But it was like there was a mass of people.
1: Yeah, I will say it was really crowded back at the at the trailheads and where like the the lodges and all that it, it was a, it was a battle to get uh, yes. to get up to the lake. <laughs> like, yes, yeah. yeah,
0: for sure. But you know, fortunately, we paid that like. All day parking pass, and so we were able to like go back check on Maggie, and then come back later in the day, mm-hmm. and we got to see Lake Louise again. Um, we got to go to Lake Moraine, which is um, nearby. Um, it's definitely a drive. It's not not just a, a little walk. It is a drive, but um, it is the, our parking pass applied to that same parking lot too. Yes. So we got to park there for free. But. It is so beautiful. It's the same. It's it's a lot like Lake Louise, but it's I felt like it was much more quiet and yeah. like subdued, not nearly as many people. It's not as easy to get to. Um mm-hmm. it's not hard to get to, but it does take a little bit more driving. And so it wasn't as like overrun with people.
1: Yeah. Um
0: and we got there and it was like evening and it the sun was setting over the mountains and that water was popping blue to just yeah. like Lake Louise and it they had like all of these colorful canoes so they'd gone you'd gone from like all these red canoes on Lake Louise to like all of these just a rainbow array of colors on um, the southern lake moraine and it was beautiful and i just remember that drive which wasn't long but that short drive from lake louise to lake moraine is so scenic and i remember you were driving and i was like honey stop it is so pretty (laughs) like we have to take a look at this and i remember us pulling over at least once for me to take photos because i was like this is really gorgeous And it's just interesting because I don't, we didn't come across a lot of vehicles or anything. And it felt like not a lot of people make that journey, but it was definitely, oh, it was worth it for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, and speaking of just amazing drives, uh, while we were there, we took the opportunity to drive the Icefields Parkway. Yeah. Yeah. And it connects Lake Louise to Jasper. And so it's through Jasper National Park. Um, our friends, Shannon and Greg, had recommended it to us. Honestly, I hadn't That's heard right. about it yeah. um, before them. And we had, we had had dinner with them right before we left. And they were like, oh, you're going to be there. Like, you got to do this. And I was unaware that it existed. But it was incredible. It's about 150 miles one way. So, and with like stopping to film and take pictures and things like that, it took us about four hours to get from Lake Louise to Jasper. So it's, it's a commitment. Like yeah, it's it's like an, it's all, day an all day thing, but so worth it. You know, we had just been in Glacier National Park. If you listen to the last episode, we talked about the going to the Sun Road and I wondered how close this would be and going to the Sun Road, very narrow, you have to go slow and like Driving is a little tedious, but this huge, nice highway, perfectly paved, plenty of like massive pullouts, super easy to drive, super easy to enjoy. Very, very enjoyable. Hardly any sharp turns, or switchbacks or things like that. Just a nice drive through some of the most amazing country you'll ever see. Yeah. Um, Huge glaciers waterfalls, aqua blue lakes, uh, wildlife along the way. I remember like on our way back, we saw this brown bear. Yeah. And he was just sitting beside the road. Um, one thing that you'll learn <laughs> if you're in national parks, if you see a bunch of people stopped on the side of the road, they're looking at an animal. Yeah. <laughs> and this was the case. Like we kind of pull up and we're like, Oh, everybody stopped. I wonder what it is and we just sort of slowly roll through and there's this big brown bear and he's just sitting there eating his lunch on the side of the road
0: <laughs> it reminded me of like that song that Winnie the Pooh sings like in all of the Winnie the Pooh like stories and stuff where he's like bears love honey and i'm a pooh bear <laughs> it was just so cute like it was like Like so (laughs) oblivious to everyone, so innocent and sweet. It was really cute.
1: Yeah it uh, it was it was such an incredible drive. A couple things to think about because it is such a long drive. It is so remote. There's not going to be cell service out there. Um, You won't get lost because it's really just kind of one road. Like you stay on the highway. Just don't get off the highway. highway. And uh, you'll be fine, but there's there was really only one gas station in yeah. between, and so you want to make sure that you fill up before you leave. I'd go ahead and stop and, like, top it off, like, in the middle, too, and just...
0: And that one gas station isn't even open all year. Right. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I imagine that road gets pretty gnarly during the winter, um, but during the summer, man, it, it was great. Um, we made it to Jasper, you know, kind of mid morning. It took about four hours and we had left at six thirty, So it was about ten thirty. So we walked around town and had like an early lunch. Um,
0: and Jasper is kind of interesting too. Cause it's a lot like Banff. There's like, there's the Jasper town. Right. And then there's the Jasper national park. So it's kind of interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is.
0: Um, it's a cool town though. It was
1: a cool town. Like, yeah little stuff to do, cute places to eat on the way back. We stopped at Athabasca Falls and it was it was incredible. Um there are these waterfalls and you you really just pull in right off the highway and they have a nice parking area. There were a ton of people, so like you're kind of fighting the crowds, but you get to walk in and see these just incredible falls that so loud. And they're just like this river just cutting its way through rock. It is incredible. We've got some footage out on the YouTube video. I can't even really describe it. Like just go watch that part of the YouTube video. It was so amazing. And you just feel so small, like looking at that, at that water, just cutting through there and seeing those falls, um, just so, so much fun, so much fun and a really nice way to like spend a day where you're not having to like hike, hike, hike. hike. I feel like we'd done a lot of like hiking, 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 and it was nice to have a day where we could take Maggie with us and see a lot of beautiful stuff without having to, like, physically exert quite as much. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, very cool. Do you remember we stopped at a little lake on our way back, and we get out of the car, and we're going to hike down to this little lake, and we have to go through a lot of brush and stuff to get down there, and we accidentally come upon a woman, like, using the bathroom on the trail. She pooping. <laughs> <laughs> Know what she was doing, but I know what she's doing. We were like, Whoops, it was like one of those really awkward moments, which uh (laughs) later on I got to encounter from her perspective, which is really funny. (laughs) Stay tuned for that! Oh man, but um, yeah, but then like I'd forgotten the bear spray inside the truck. And We didn't even make it all the way to the lake because the brush was like pretty intense, and I was like, "This is not smart."
1: It was. It was pretty heavily wooded, and you, yeah, like, yeah, you were. You were. I was to get
0: nervous. Back. <laughs> oh my goodness! If any of you guys can relate to that, why don't you guys like send us a note, Travel FOMO Podcast at Gmail dot com? Because I'm starting to feel like alone in my insecurities, but I feel like there are other people out there that. I mean, I saw a bear on the side of the road in this brush. Like, it's not unforeseen that there would be one down in all of this brush down by this lake. And so I just really struggled with, like, being nervous all the time. I think
1: there's probably a lot of people that that feel that way. Yeah. And I think they just don't go out there at all. I think mm. I think ima- I imagine a lot of the people that would agree with your opinion just don't put themselves in places like national parks.
0: Yeah, well, very often. It happened for about six months, <laughs> 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 but it did get better. It did get a little little better once I realized like how truly uncommon it is to to encounter wildlife. Um, it's actually really hard to do. You know, the more we wanted to see wildlife, you know, started to realize it's really uncommon. One of the other hikes that I really liked was the Ink Pots. Do you remember that Mm -hmm. Ink Pots? Um, So it was like a twenty-minute drive outside the town of Banff, and. It's at it's it starts at the Johnson Canyon Trailhead, which is really popular. Um, we started around 730, 745 in the morning one morning. And the trailhead is like really nice and well-developed, like a big parking lot, really nice bathrooms. There's a cafe um, and you go to a couple different waterfalls along the way, which is actually the really popular part where you see yeah. a lot of people. And I'm telling you, these these trails are nice. Like um, at the beginning, when you're going to lower falls and upper falls, you'll see trails that the the trail itself is paved. Mm -hmm. Like it's a nice trail. Like you could go running on it and you could you could get somebody in your family out in a wheelchair and Mm -hmm. like let them enjoy the falls um so that it's great for kids great for families um if you need to have a kid in a stroller this is the place to do it you know um there's is also tons of really nice railings and everything it just felt very safe um and so the lower falls was it's also really beautiful there's a tiny cave you can actually go into and you bend over and you like crouch down and you walk through this little hole in the cave kind of like this little tunnel and it takes you to the other side where you get to stand crazy close to this powerful powerful waterfall that will just blow you away the water is gushing down so fast you actually need to just be prepared and you can see this as you're approaching it and as you're like going into this little tunnel that like if i Keep going. I'm going to get really wet (laughs) (laughs) because that's how close you are to this crazy water gushing everywhere. Um, But kids love that part of the trail. You could tell that like kids were like, whoa, this is crazy Um, because you just kind of like you literally walk through this hole in the mountain. And yeah. you get to the other side where this this waterfall just like pounding down. You can't even hardly talk to each other or hear anything because it's so loud and powerful. Um, and then if you keep going on the trail, you get past upper falls um, and there get to be a little less people. Um, but these waterfalls are really cool, too, because in the winter you can come and you can hike it and all of the falls are frozen over. Which is really cool because you can walk under the falls with all of their frozen ice and like with all these walls of ice around you. I think that sounds beautiful, but I'm not like a cold weather person as much. So I'm (laughs) like, uh, like, I don't know. I would totally do it, but I don't know that it'd be like my ultimate thing, but I would definitely go back to do it.
1: I I think it would be really cool to go to Banff during the winter and ski. And I think that hike...
0: Well, yeah, snow skiing is totally different
1: right, right, but i I think that hike would be really great to do because that part of the falls was a pretty short distance, so I feel like you could do it without having to freeze to death <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's true, that's true. I guess I thought of it as being um. You have to walk much slower with ice everywhere. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it would take you a really long time mm-hmm. um, and it wouldn't be a very short hike. But um, we'll have to go. So then we can know. Yeah, we are going to find out. But once we got past Upper Falls, we started to notice there was a ton of mosquitoes. Oh, yeah. And you guys, we are not being dramatic. These cows, these, these cows, holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> the mosquitoes were so big. It was insane. They were huge and loud and in your face and just everywhere. Yeah. And you almost went back to the vehicle.
1: It was miserable. I I remember like, I remember thinking like, I can't take this. Like I, I just want to turn around. It's, this is not going to be worth whatever's at the end of this trail is not going to be worth yeah. like, up with these mosquitoes yeah
0: it was it was pretty bad and i honestly didn't know if we'd continue hiking or not i knew that i was willing to but i didn't know if it was we were really going to do it or not um it's pretty bad and we had come across a, a couple from toronto too which was <laughs> yeah. kind of fun because um well it was fun to meet people but then also they were really scared of bears too and it made me feel so much better and so <laughs> they knew that we had bear spray and they were like do you mind if we like walk with you guys which i was like of course. It was like so nice. <laughs> but um but the ink pots at the end of this trail were totally worth it. Um yeah. there were it's like this group of tiny little ponds that are up in this prairie kind of um on a higher altitude as the rest of everything else and it was beautiful. They're like really blue and green, almost more green, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. Um and they kind of look like little pots of ink, you know? Yeah kind of interesting um they kind of like even bubble and uh you can see water and air bubbles coming up from the bottom of the ponds and um there's like the little bridge and all different things you know what i totally forgot this is where we filmed a like what's in the bag
1: yeah we filmed uh what we carry with us when we
0: hike that's right because each of us have like We always hack, um, we always hike with backpacks, Mm -hmm. and we just thought it'd be funny to show people like, this is what I think it's important to bring, and this is what you think is important to bring (laughs) on a hike. And mine always, always, always consists of snacks, (laughs) even though I'm terrified of bears. I'm definitely willing to take the risk because I love snacks so much,
1: right? It's going to be a salty snack in there for whatever bear eventually takes you. We'll have, uh, we we'll have some, some cheesy, salty, peanut buttery stuff.
0: So funny, isn't it? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, but overall, the trail was, like, really well marked, too. I remember thinking that that was, like, nice, you know, because I felt like yeah. in, in the U.S., they just weren't as well marked, honestly.
1: I agree with that. I, I feel like. All the trails that we hiked in Canada, it was really easy to to follow the trail and to to stay on and to never worry. Like, am I is this the right way? Am I going the right way? Like, it was always really clear. Like, comforting. Yep, yeah. Here you go.
0: Yeah, exactly. I will say it was super busy on the way down, but all of Banff National Park was like that. It was like
1: it's super touristy. If it wasn't very busy.
0: super early in the morning, you were definitely like gonna see a ton of people yeah, and that was the same it was literally almost like a traffic jam like you had to try to maneuver around people to get and and keep in mind um part of this trail is up against a a canyon wall Mm -hmm. and you've got a railing and you've got like a river rushing below you so it's not like The trail is as big as you want it to be. The trail is very defined and constrained. Yeah. So you have to maneuver through all these people. Anyway, I just thought that was something good to know because it could make it take a lot longer for you. So Mm, that's just something to be aware of. Um, but yeah, man, I would. I totally agree. I would come back in the winter, do that in the winter, but also snow ski in the winter. Um, I think that would be be incredible.
1: Yeah. Do you remember driving away from there? We were heading back to Banff and we saw that bighorn sheep.
0: Yeah, that was cool.
1: It was right off the side of the road. And in fact, we, I think we stopped and he just walked right, right beside us. Like mm-hmm. he was on the road and he just walked right beside us. And I remember he looked so
0: old. He looked so older. Like a little, little man. He looked like <laughs> someone from the Bible, Bible times. <laughs> he looked so old. Yeah. Well, and the other thing about Banff is and really, Canada, it is true wilderness.
1: It is. It yeah. is
0: so wild. And it's so similar. It's the most similar that we saw to the Alps as like anywhere else in North America yeah. that we've seen mm-hmm. um, even still. Um, yeah, and we went I to a lot of that. other national parks after this. But um, I would say that we also really we identified some pretty big differences between like camping in the U S versus camping in Canada. Um, Some of that is just really obvious. You know, you've got like speed limits that are different, you know, like you're used to looking at miles. They're going to have everything in kilometers, even hiking. They're going to have your hiking maps are going to all be in kilometers and you're used to looking at miles instead.
1: I will say like driving with the kilometer signs will sneak up on you because Mm -hmm. the speed limit is like 53 miles an hour, which is like 70 kilometers. So you see a sign that says 70 and you're on a highway and in your mind you're like, oh, 70 miles an hour. And you like, I was constantly having to remind myself like it's like it's not miles an hour, it's kilometers. Yeah. Like it's, it's. And slow down, slow down, slow down.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and then like we said a minute ago, they've got those electric fences to keep the wildlife off of the highways, which is just so smart and safe for everybody. Um, The currency is different. So you've got Canadian dollars and with the Canadian dollars, the exchange rate um, kind of took us by surprise because I think at first we thought everything was like so much more expensive. But then in reality, we learned that at the time that we were there, the exchange rate was actually really beneficial for us. And it was like 77 U.S. cents would equal a, a one whole Canadian dollar there, Yeah, which is like to our benefit. So mm. that was nice. Yeah. Um, you know, just like in a lot of other countries we've seen, public transportation was really popular. So oh. buses were pretty dominant and convenient um, and, and heavily promoted. Um, and generally, you know, we I know Lake Louise was like expensive shuttle, but in the city of Banff, it was like $2 to right. ride around town. Like, that's really yeah. cool.
1: Well, it was so nice to like, because the bus would like pick us up and drop us off at the campground that we were staying at and to be able to go into town and go to dinner and be able to have a couple drinks if you want
0: mm-hmm. or do
1: whatever. And then just ride the bus back and not worry about parking and not worry about driving and yes. all that stuff. Like I was really grateful for that.
0: Yeah, that was really great. Um, And if you think about it in us dollars, it would be like a dollar 50.
1: Yeah. That's mm-hmm. like nothing. Yeah.
0: That's so crazy. And tons of people were using the bus. It felt really safe. Um, Also, there were so many international travelers and it was just fun. It was fun to hear people um, speaking in French because that's one of the dominant languages in Canada. But also we heard like German and Dutch and so many different languages. It was really fun to hear all of that. Um, And then the roadways there, I have to say, are really nice. Were they not like so nice? Nice, yeah. wide, well paved. Mm-hmm. Even with all of the terrain that they have to deal with, they make it count. When they yeah. carve out a road, they carve out a big, nice road for you, and um, it made driving in an RV with a camper trailer it seemed like a lot less stressful.
1: Yeah, it was like it was much easier to navigate. I feel like than a lot of of the U.S. for sure.
0: Yeah. Also, do you remember the wildlife bridges they would ha- they had?
1: Yeah, I thought those were great, like Mm -hmm. such such a great way to keep animals off the highway and and let them still be able to roam where they want to roam. Um,
0: Yeah. And just to explain to people, um, oh, like a wildlife bridge that we're talking about is basically a beautiful scenic bridge that they created purely for the purposes of wildlife walking across the road safely yeah and so you go within a tunnel and it it feels like a little a little tiny short tunnel Mm. and it's really just a bridge that they've created and up above it it's all land and it's got trees and it's beautiful vegetation and it actually feels really pretty and you get to like yeah drive underneath it but it's really for the purposes of like wildlife getting to walk across it safely i thought that was really smart there's yeah. a smart stuff they do there. Yeah, we kept learning RV lessons along the way for RV life. What would you say are some of the things that we learned?
1: <laughs> well, I think one of the big ones here was <laughs> know like know what you have going on. Like we arrived at Lake Louise and we went and like, got in the site and we got right where we wanted to be, got level and unhooked and everything, and then realized like oh we this is electric only, and we don't have water. <laughs> we we need to fill up our water and
0: yeah and we knew it we just forgot to double check and remind ourselves
1: yeah yeah we, yeah we knew it going in but travel days i just think for us especially in the beginning we didn't account for how tired you would be just at the end of a day of hauling mm-hmm. Like it's not just like driving it's it's a lot more difficult than driving especially when you when you're not very experienced at it, which we weren't like, we're just getting into it. And so it's stressful. You have to think about a lot, like a lot of more decisions have to be made when you're driving about like where you can pull into and, and pull out of and all of that. And so, you know, we make it to a place, forget that we have to put water in. And, and I think we realize now about how much water we use. And we had some like five gallon cans of water that we could have just filled those cans up and, and used those to, to fill our water. Um, but at the time we just didn't know. And yeah, so we ended up having to like hook the trailer back up and pull it over and try to put water in the trailer. and
0: And then you got to know where to put the water yeah yeah <laughs> we were learning a lot <laughs> right our, um,
1: our trailer had, had some modifications and we weren't really clear on um on all the stuff that that had been changed and rearranged oh my and gosh so where we were trying to add water wasn't actually adding water to our freshwater tank and
0: were, were we yeah. adding water to like our our gray tank—is that what we were doing? It was
1: like essentially he had like plumbed it to where it just like was going straight into a tank. Yeah,
0: that's and so funny. Yeah, because we kept trying to use our um our pump, and we right. we're like, the pump must be broken, or fr- it must have frozen over with all of the problems we'd had with. When we were remodeling during the cold season, it was right. like crazy um, freezing that we had uh, dealt with because we hadn't winterized it well. And then like this happens and you're just, oh my gosh, I was just thinking, you've got to be kidding me. We're going to need a new water pump.
1: Yeah. I thought, man, it's just another, another problem. Like just another problem.
0: Yeah. But come from out, we just didn't know where to put the water.
1: Yeah. Once you put the, when, <laughs> once you put the water in the fresh water tank. And the water pump can pump it out and it's fine.
0: Yeah, What a relief too.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When we uh, discovered that that's what was going on, it was big, but it was, it was pretty disheartening that on the day, like to do all that and then still be like, oh, our water's still not working. And it, I just remember being so frustrated. And so like, this is so much more work than I thought it was going to be. You know, if you just keep at it, (laughs) And uh, learn from your (laughs) mistakes. Like, eventually it gets to a point where it's like, okay, like, we know we're doing. And, like, that would have, it would have not been a thing. Have we, you know, once you learn, right, then it makes it easier. You just got to get through the, just got to get through the learning
0: yes yeah well we were making our way to Vancouver after this trip and so Banff was incredible we were going to see a little bit more of Canada and on our way we are going to experience our first ever night at Harvest Host campsite yeah so that is up ahead in the next episode we will check out Harvest Host if you guys haven't heard of it it is an annual membership that allows travelers to park their RVs and their camper vans at various businesses across the u.s and canada and so that could mean like farms or wineries or breweries um and so we ended up staying at a cider um brewery i guess you could say
1: yeah Mm -hmm.
0: so like cider our place. um basically an apple orchard is what we stayed in yeah, which is really cool. It was cool um it was blazing hot and we'll tell you more about that in the next episode <laughs> and we'll tell you more about our vancouver experiences oh my gosh that reminds me we like drove into downtown denver with the airstream vancouver Va- yeah not denver downtown vancouver oh that was crazy yeah That was not intentional. Nope. But once you get across that bridge, there's nothing you can do. Oh man, guys! Good stories I've had. Another incredible travel days up ahead. So, Um, but before we go there, um, we want to let you know about where we are on social media. Um, You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. We are out there. We've got videos on YouTube that you can um, watch to pair with up with these podcasts and help you understand what is really happening. To kind of see the things that we're talking about and. then you can also follow us on social media channels. Um, it's a better way to stay connected. There's a little bit more opportunity to engage there. So come find us on those channels so we can uh, start building a relationship with you there.
1: Another great way for you to connect with us is through our email. It is at podcast at gmail.com. Uh, You can reach us there. Drop us a story or tip or trick that you have about traveling to Canada or in an RV or anywhere in the mountains. Tell us your favorite spots to go. Uh, We would love to share them with everyone here. Uh, You can type your stories up and we'll read them. Or if you would like to uh, record a voice memo and attach that to an email uh, we'd be happy to play that on the podcast too. So reach out to us that way. We're excited to hear what you have experienced and uh, maybe the, the lessons learned that you have for us.
0: Mm, yeah, we've got a lot of learning yet to do, guys. So uh, teach us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, on that note, we will let you go because life is short.
1: Wonder well.